Hello and welcome everybody to the How Should I Bro podcast. I am your host, Sam Richardson. I'm Tim Pickerel. And with us today is my longtime good friend, partner, associate, Beard, Jordan Taylor. <laughs> now, do you mean like in our friendship I am good or I am good in general and I am also your friend? Because the latter would be wrong. Um, <laughs> just as a friend, as a partner, um, you're okay. And uh, as an associate, you're uh, you're pretty high up there. <laughs> All right. Well. <laughs> All right, now before we, get, before we get to our show today, I'd like to give a shout out to a few of our sponsors. First up, we have a company that is near and dear to all three of us. It's called Show Me Comics. What's it is, that? It is the premier independent comic book company out there today, and they produce the high quality, entertaining comic book graphic novel, Hafu. And if you're looking for some ass-kicking, pile-driving, headlocking action, check out our sponsor, St. Louis Anarchy. They've got a big pro wrestling show coming up in April called Gateway to Anarchy. And on that show, you'll see TNA star Davey Richards, Ring of Honor star ACH, and my own client and one bad motherfucker, Spitfire Davey Vega. So make sure to check out St. Louis Anarchy. And last but not least, the show is brought to you by Brontonomy Sports Drink. And um, I'm looking across the table here at the studio, and it looks like Jordan has a uh, he has a, a glass full of some of Brontonomy's latest beverage. I decided to do my bladder a favor, <laughs> so this is what I'm drinking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yesterday, I was uh, I was flipping through the TV channels and came across a. Uh, I came across a channel. There was an ad for a uh, a very popular national fried chicken food chain, and uh, they were advertising like their their current, I guess whatever it is that's on their kids' meal. And I noticed that all the children that were in the TV ad were uh, they were quite plump. These kids they they were chubby. They they were fucking fat. Okay, <laughs> and I'm looking at all this. of them. Yeah, all of them. Like uh, every kid that was on there was like three kids in this in this spot. It was only like ten seconds long. But I'm like, is that because we came at like higher, thin, attractive Hollywood well, children oh, anymore? That's exactly it. As I was watching them, like, are they trying to portray what you know they think the average you know chicken fried eating. chicken eater looks like, or are there no like skinny in shape kids anymore and that's all we have are fat kids and that's all they had to choose from so that's why they were in the commercial fat children is actually america's number one export now now you know that this ad it got me to thinking a lot about my own life and my own upbringing and um i'm like a lot of americans in that i uh i grew up with very bad nutritional choices i uh my, my mom didn't cook a whole lot I think she had like two things that she could actually make. There was water and spaghetti, and good luck getting both of them to happen at the same time. <laughs> so you had to eat dry spaghetti? <laughs> so, yeah, I ate dry spaghetti. Um, but in, like growing up, you know, what we would have for dinner was typically whatever the newest fast food restaurant in our neighbor was or in our neighborhood was. And it wasn't just like for dinner. I mean, it got to where, you know, we would get up in the morning on the weekends and we would go to like the local, you know, breakfast restaurant and then for lunch she would go to a you know a mcdonald's drive-thru and then for dinner it would be you know again some other fast food restaurant and so you know if we did have food in the house it would be you know boxed cereals or canned 
uh, pastas and just shit like that. Like it was absolute garbage. And um, it wasn't that my mom was was you know meaning to uh, to to harm me or you know fuck my life up in any way, but she didn't know any better. And um, you know, whenever you grow up in that kind of household, you don't know any better. And those are the only the only food choices that you understand. So you grew up wanting that and craving that. And um, it probably wasn't until I was like a, a senior in high school that I, you know, that I realized that the reason that I had gained so much weight over the years and, and that I was as fat as I was was because of, you know, the diet that I that I grew up on. And um, it was whenever I was like 18 that I was uh, actually getting ready to go into professional wrestling that I started reading a lot of like the bodybuilding magazines. And I'm sure that all of us sitting at this table have, have flipped through like a, a flex or a muscle and fitness, right? Well, <laughs> I'm sorry. I wasn't paying attention. I was flipping through a muscle and fitness. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of eye candy in there. So, I mean, <laughs> well, good tips and uh, articles. There are. And, and unfortunately, there's, there's also a lot of, uh, you know, they give a lot of nutritional advice. And the people that read that don't realize that that, you know that information is geared towards a very small portion of the uh, of the fitness market, and that's you know bodybuilders. But still, at the time for me, I knew nothing else. And so, reading these magazines and learning about how much protein that I needed to take in and how I needed to consume 300 grams of protein and then you know whatever whey protein shakes that they were selling, it was uh, it was the only source of education that I had. But I mean, I took that shit to heart. And I mean, I, I got serious about it because I really, really, really wanted to make it in the uh, in the world of pro wrestling. And so I, I got the nutrition part down. I switched up the way that I was eating. I, I got to where the only thing that I consumed was grilled chicken breast and protein shakes. And it's funny because I, I I've known both of you since you know well before that time. But uh, if, if if you guys can remember, I probably dropped about twenty or thirty pounds of body fat, you know, my senior year of high school. But I still didn't have like a uh, I didn't have like a wealth of knowledge in that in that area. It was just you know still the the the, the basic blocks to a bodybuilding uh, like uh, nutrition plan. And um, you know years later, I, I picked up stuff. I became certified. I got educated to it. Yada yada yada. And um, it, as I became a trainer, you know, I would sit down with my clients, and I it, it felt almost like I would rush through the nutritional side of, of training and why it was important to learn how to eat good and, and and learn how all these things work and affect your body. I would, you know, it was always training first. This is how you work out. This is how working out affects your body. And yeah, make sure that you eat clean. But I never really stopped to elaborate on exactly what all that meant. And um, it wasn't until I, I went on this vacation a couple of years ago. I went out to. Uh, to Branson of all Please places. Please tell me you're going to talk about Dixie Stampede. <laughs> I, I'm getting there. <laughs> I'm getting there. So we uh, we took this vacation to Branson, and you know, I, I'm not. First of all, my condolences. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We wound up leaving early. Like we were supposed to go down there for like five days, and wound up leaving after two because the whole country scene and shit like that. That's that's not my thing. But but the point of my story wasn't wasn't Branson itself. It's just. It was the first vacation that I had been on in a while. It was the first time that I had been out in, you know, civilization and got to see a lot of, you know, tourists and stuff like that. And uh, one of the things that hit me, like, it was like an epiphany, you know, as I'm, I'm, I'm looking around while we're out there and I'm noticing that most of the families that are there are these just, you know, uh, just large, overweight, yeah, like grassroots 
middle-aged white people in America. <laughs> and, and their kids, you know, were just as fat, if not fatter than them. You know, and, and everywhere that we went, these kids were walking around and they had, you know, ice creams in their hands or they had a, a bag full of fries and, and cheeseburgers and whatever it was that they were eating. It's just like, I noticed like everywhere that we went, kind of like the KFC commercial, I started to go, man, are there no fucking kids that, that are just in shape that are like the size that a kid should be? It was like, it was everywhere that we went. Well, Jordan, now we know it was a KFC commercial. <laughs> Wait, it could have been Popeyes. Way to be so. It could have been churches. He didn't tell you what it stands for. Oh. It could be anything still. But uh, but the, the point is, I noticed that like every little kid that I saw was just, you know, just overweight. Like all of them, they were everything from, you know, chubby to, you know, obese. But none of them looked like that, you know, they ate anything decent or got a lot of activity and. I don't know why, like, at that time, I'm supposed to be out on vacation, I'm supposed to be having fun, and instead, like, I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, like, all the rest of that that, that vacation about these kids. I just want to know, were they so fat that they had rolls on their upper cheekbones and their eyebrows, so they all looked Asian, because they were so fat that you could just see slits yeah. instead their, of eyes? Their parents were actually rolling them everywhere they were going. <laughs> Once the parents were too fucking lazy to roll their kids anymore, they had to put them into a wheelbarrow and like take them the rest of the way. But no, like it's, then the it's, parents get out of breath and just leave the wheelbarrow at the side <laughs> of the road, and then they're just they're fucked. <laughs> See a kid, you fat ass. But uh, no, it's something that really, really affected me. And I remember like the the rest of the time that we were there. I just, I felt bad for the kids, you know, because I'm like, first I was like, man, I'm making fun of these little kids in my head. I'm like, that's this little fat fucker, but. And on the air. Yeah, and I'm yeah. on the air. <laughs> but I'm like, it's it's not their fault they're like that. You know, like these kids don't make their their nutritional decisions. They're not the ones that are that are buying the food. It's, it's the parents doing it to them. And it, it, then I had that thought of like, you know, should that be considered child abuse? Hmm. You know, if, uh, if if you're a parent that that's feeding your kid this absolute garbage you know things that could lead to cancer and diabetes and and cardiovascular issues and ultimately death like should that be a form of child abuse you know and for a while i I was thinking about that i was like man these fucking shitty parents but then i you know that made me think about my own mom that took me back to my story at at the beginning of the show about my mom you know feeding us the way she did and it wasn't because she was a bad mom she wasn't uh she wasn't trying to neglect us in any way she just didn't know better and that's when I'm like, damn, you know, these, these parents, they're, when they're buying their kids these foods, they're not meaning to, uh, you know, harm them in any way. And in many cases, they think that they're um, rewarding their child, mm-hmm. you know, or trying to make them feel better by, oh, you know, here's your happy meal with whatever the fuck comes in it. Well, I don't know if I can chime in here about uh, from the parents' perspective, you know. And even though most of them are probably uneducated, and that's why they're making these decisions. But I think it's an easy trap to fall into because I think of myself as a parent. And sometimes it's hard to get your kids to sit down and actually eat a nutritious meal. And if you're already in one of these people that's in the high-paced American lifestyle, you know, and you've, you're crunched for time everywhere, and you're sitting down and it's like, I could spend an hour battling with this child trying to get them to right. consume something that has nutritional value – or I can slap a piece of pizza on a plate and we'll be out the door in 10 minutes. 
Oh, sure. Sometimes that's a, it's, it's just like using the TV as a babysitter. Yeah. yeah. You know, at first you know that you don't want to do it and you know that it's wrong. But once you take that first hit and it's like, wow, that was easy. That was simple. It, it made my day more manageable. Right. I think it's kind of a trap that people fall into, uh, other than just being necessarily neglect or abuse. Oh, sure. It's like when you got a, a crying baby and it's like, oh, my God, do anything to shut this fucking kid up here. You want this? There you go. Take that. Play with it. I don't care. I told you for 20 minutes not to mess with the TV remote and chew on it, but I can't take this screaming anymore. So here you go. Take this and just shut up. I heard it's good if you shake them. Like, <laughs> usually works as, pretty well. As, as somebody who doesn't have any kids, you two are really selling it for me. I just want to let you know that. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, I mean, it, it takes a very large effort on the parents' part, and it's it's not always going to be easy. In fact, most times it's it's going to be more difficult. But um, I don't know. I guess to me, that's just that's the responsibility of being a parent. Those things are going to be difficult. But you know, I, I guess in my own experience here, what I'm what I it's, I don't want to call this an experiment, but um, you know, I, I have two kids, I have two children. And um, my daughter, she's she's eight and a half years old. My son is just about to turn eleven months. And you know, why didn't you just round up to one? (laughs) Tell me you haven't been getting fast food breast milk. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to do the Bill Cosby. I was going to go. I have two children. One, two, two, two children, and I live in the house with my wife Camille and the five children. But uh, no. So the thing is with my daughter. She, you know, she's she's not with me every day. I, I don't have full custody of her. She's, uh, we, I mean, we have a very good situation between her mother and I, but she's at her mom's house about 65, 70% of the time. And, and I'm not saying that they eat like horribly over there, but, you know, I, I can't control how her diet is all of the time. So, you know, she, she might be exposed to the McDonald's and the fast foods and stuff a little more than she would be at my house. And again, not that it's bad, but it's it's, it's a little harder with, with my daughter, um, you know, whenever it's dinner time and I'm trying to tell her, you know, Madeline, come on, you got to eat your chicken and, you know, eat some of that broccoli and finish it up. And she's sitting there, you know, with her fucking head down on her hand. And just Dude, like, you want to kill him? Daddy, do I have to eat? She'll, or we'll bargain sometimes. How many more do I have to eat before I can go play my little punk? And my daughter... She does sound like that. Why don't we play with my little pony? She sounds like a fucking eighty-year-old man that's been smoking cigars. Or it's <laughs> her grandma. Her grandma sounds just like that. But she's. We have to bargain sometimes, you know. Where it's like, how many more do I have to eat until I can go? You know. But she still eats it. You know. It, it's not like I go. Oh well. You know. Fuck it. Then here's a piece of cake. And as long as you eat that, so it, it's a little more difficult with her. But you know. To be to be honest, I I (laughs) and wheat. (laughs) Oh goody! And milk. That's nutrition. (laughs) Daddy, please, Daddy, can I have some more peanut butter and jelly? That is great. (laughs) Gave us a chocolate cake. (laughs) But um, but but honestly, I I didn't get you know particular about the. the nutrition, everything with myself until that trip to Branson a few years ago. So I probably was quite lax with 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 my daughter's, uh, you know, her food intake the first several years of her life. Not quite to the extent that my mom was with with myself, but I didn't uh, I didn't think that education of it was that important at her age, you know, and, until that trip. And so, you know, with my son, 
I thought this is very interesting. Let's see what happens whenever we have you know a, a child that from from infancy you know has been fed the broccoli and the green beans and he's already eating grilled chicken breasts and like already getting exposed to as many of these raw foods as possible and less reliance on just you know baby formulas and and mashed up you know whatever shit that you find at the, at the store. I like, hope this story ends with the fact that your son is already eight percent body fat and he can bench press you. Yes, <laughs> and I, yeah, I don't know how much of it's diet and how much of it's <laughs> genetics, but my son is a he's a fucking baby gorilla. He looks like like well, I probably have something to do with the mom. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Sam, you might want a paternity test. <laughs> But like he looks like like in the old X Men comics, you know the way that Beast was drawn. You know, like whenever he was still human, but he had these enormous hands and feet. Like his feet were just fucking huge. Like that is what my son looks like. And then I noticed him the other day. He was like climbing up on the on the coffee table, and he had his shirt off and like his back muscles. Like he's got these enormous like fucking shoulders and bicep and back. Like the kid already has like muscles, and he's. At 11 months old, he went to the doctor yesterday, and he weighs 28 pounds. He's like the size of a two-year-old. Does he look like Franco Colombo? Um, no, but he can lift just as much. Right. <laughs> like he, he already can walk. He, he's walking all over the place. I've had him doing squats since he was born. But you know, I, I don't know how much of it's genetics, how much of it is, is the diet, because it, for being a, a big, a big baby like that, he's not, you know, like grossly uh, obese. You know, like, I mean, he's got the baby chub where he's supposed to, but you don't look at him and see him like, you know, one of those little, like, record-holding, you know, balls of fucking flab. Well, I think that's one of the excuses parents use as their kid gets older. Oh, she just hasn't lost her baby fat yet. And it's like, what... At what point should you expect a loss (laughs) of baby fat? For me, it's when they get off... I haven't lost mine. Well... (laughs) Correct me if I'm wrong, but when they get off the uh, either the formula, which formula is what really gives them the baby fat, or the titty, right? <laughs> so I would think well, once they get off one of those two, baby fat's not an excuse anymore. Well, my favorite are the ones that use that when they're adults, and I mean that that sounds like a joke, but it's not. Like I've had I've had people come in as clients, you know, for like uh, assessments or whatever, and we sit and we start talking like, well, you know, I've got like. I probably got about 10 or 15 pounds of baby fat I never lost. And I'm like, <laughs> bitch, you're 45 years old. That's not baby fat off Plus, your fucking you, face and ass. You eating these babies? <laughs> if they had 10 or 15 pounds of baby fat when they were a baby, they would have been all fat. Right. <laughs> they just came out. No bones, baby. no muscle, no organs, <laughs> just a ball of fat. Mrs. Ball Smith, fat. you've given birth to the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. <laughs> But that's an excuse that they will use and use. And the well, parents- that's a dangerous one because if you think about it, that goes from one years old to puberty. That you, yeah. you know, parents can basically say that. You know, it, it's true. Our, my dad would say that about me. I remember being like twelve or thirteen, and I was a very, I was a very large kid. Did you have I, husky jeans. <laughs> yes, that was it. Is they would. They, that's how they would say. They go, oh, now my dad, who's, you know, my my dad's a little bit of an older guy. He was in his late 30s i think when i was born but my dad used to say that about me you know he'd take me places when i was you know 10 or 11 years old and i was a big kid and my dad would say he's like oh you know you gotta see my son now he's a that's a husky boy now he's <laughs> that's a husky boy like and even at that age i'm like 
I fucking know what husky means. <laughs> you're, you're trying to say I'm fat, but like, but that's a tough fat. <laughs> like, there's different forms. There's like fat fucking lazy dork and then there's like you know oh, he's a tough fat guy he's husky he's a husky boy and like i knew it at that age at some point you hit harder than, yeah i get and ten, to be nicer get, with your terms it, it, well, ten, they i used was, to actually have sections in the clothing store that were labeled as husky i'm sure they don't have them anymore <laughs> so what's the new husky what's the new term average yeah, yeah, it's just the average. Well, I mean, the it, it was the word to not make people want to kill themselves, but still buy the right size clothes. Right. Well, you can't say husky now. That would be what fat shaming, and I, I don't know what the word for it is now. There's I guess they just they one. just go back to baby fat. But that's that's the thing that I would hear was that I was husky, and I still hadn't lost my baby fat. And I remember even before I got into martial arts and everything, whenever I was a you know really young teenager. You know, that's what they would say. He's like, oh, now, if you could just get rid of that baby fat, now you'd be a, a solid boy. <laughs> I'd go from husky to solid. <laughs> like, back in my solid days. But And I don't know what, I mean, how far do you go from husky till solid and then solid to just, you know, athletic looking. Like, where are the abs hidden under that husky solid shit? But uh, just... To go back to to the original point about about the uh, the overweight kids and the, uh, yeah, the the excuses that the parents use, I think in many cases it's just I think the parents sometimes see it reflect on themselves, and the excuse that they're giving is the exact same way they feel about why they're in the condition that they are. You know, like the but uh, I would feed my kid healthy, but they just don't like the taste of broccoli. They don't like the way the carrots taste, and it's like not everything has to be yummy. <laughs> yeah, but it's like motherfucker, you don't like the taste of broccoli. You don't want to eat that shit. You don't want to give your kid it because that means you're probably having to eat it too. You're probably having to cook it or get it from someplace else. But you're gonna have to eat it too, and you don't want to do that shit. So the excuse that you would use for yourself is the reason for why you give that your kid is the way that they are. And it's like, my God, if parents would just fucking lead by example, and I guess this is a case of that, but it's just, you know, the, the negative version of it where it's mm-hmm. like, I don't like the taste of broccoli. I don't like the taste of carrots. I don't want to eat grilled chicken breast, so I'm not going to. I'm going to let my kid eat whatever I eat. And then, well, it's no wonder if you're 50, 100 pounds overweight, your kid's going to also. Just well, because- I bet that works the other way too because I found myself where – uh, the kids, you know, they won't eat this, whatever we're having, salad or whatever. Yeah. So we'll give them a little bit of salad, but they need to eat something. Mm-hmm. So my wife will make like a frozen pizza, yeah. you know. So the kids will only eat like a piece or two tops because that's how big their stomach is, right? And then I'll be like, hmm, frozen pizza looks pretty, pizza pretty good. <laughs> yeah, you know. I'm like, I throw away food. Well, I ate a big salad, so I deserve, <laughs> you know. And then the next thing you know, because it's lying around, not only are they eating it, but I'm eating it too. I saved up all my calories today just so that I could eat this whole fucking pie. <laughs> <laughs> so all calories are created equal. But I just wish that parents would realize if you would if you would get these habits formed early, if you would get your kids eating better, make sure that they're staying active and get them to where they're healthier human beings as they become teenagers and then eventually adults. A lot of the roadblocks that you're going to prevent, a lot of the difficulties that you're going to prevent, because again, myself growing up that way, when I finally got old enough that I thought, hey, you know, I, I really want to I want to make it in the world of wrestling or I, I want to do this. It was so damn hard because of all these habits. And, and honestly, I think that it's like an addiction 
You know, whenever you've gotten used to eating so much sugar all the time, like you crave that shit. So whenever, whenever I was a, you know, an older teenager slash young adult, when it was time to give up eating that stuff, and I tried to do that shit just cold turkey, like I'm done with it. I can't have that. That's that's not on this Flex Magazine diet, dude. It was so fucking hard, and I would find myself, you know, I would go for a few days where it was like, all right, just grilled chicken and broccoli, grilled chicken and broccoli, and then on like that fifth day, it's like. Oh fuck it! I would have like a relapse and yeah. having a fifty dollar bill. Yeah, it's like, oh hey, come on! I have my buddy Dave. Let's like fuck it. Let's go to White Castles, and then after that, we're gonna go to Steak and Shake, and then Dairy Queen. And it's like, you know, when you would have that relapse, like you go crazy, and then I would feel like I sabotaged, you know, like all you know five days before that, and it's like it is a struggle, and it's something to this day that I still fight with, like. As healthy as I am now and as good as my diet is and I do these 30-day challenges and all this stuff all the time, it's still, if I have a weekend or a holiday where I go, you know, I'm, I'm going to let myself go a little bit. I'm, I'm going to relax today. I'm not going to do you know, too bad, but I'll let myself have a few bad things. It, it's almost impossible. Well, I've got another perspective to add to that, too, because my, actually my mom cooked a lot and, you know, it wasn't like she was cooking as a health food nut, but just by virtue of the fact that she was making prepared meals, it was better than fast food. Right. You know what I mean? But, however, she also made sure that we weren't eating too much junk. Like right. We didn't have a lot of it in the house. And when we did have it, it was like, can I have a soda? Fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> Where are my fucking Pop-Tarts? Oh, Fat kid, eat the last Pop-Tarts. Let's grab you by the neck and throw you over the dining room table. So when I grew up, I I didn't have that track record of eating bad, but instead I had something different where it was like freedom. Right. You know, oh my gosh, I make my own money now. I can, you know, get out of the house on my own. So I can just go to McDonald's whenever I want. Right. Let me go. You know, I could just buy a whole bag of Hershey Kisses. (laughs) <laughs> Let's do it. The Choco Buttons, which were the Save-A-Lot brand of M&M's. And I, to this day, will say they are better. But yeah. Choco Buttons. However, Jordan still had, like, secret shame. So, like, after he ate it, he'd still throw himself over the dining room table. <laughs> oh, my. Uh, Choco Buttons, if you're still being manufactured, could we get you to call in and uh, maybe be a sponsor to the show? <laughs> Choco Please see, send free samples too. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but you bring up a really good point, and that is, I, I think I wouldn't say that it's impossible, but it would lead to some pretty bad results if if you did if you went the flip side of this, which is you know you raise your kids to never have anything bad. You're completely strict about it, and it's like we're never eating McDonald's, we're never having fast food. You're never allowed to have a sweet. It's going to be just you know raw, organic, lean proteins every single day for your whole life because it's like eventually that kid's going to hit that age where you know they can they get that they have that ability to go out and buy something on their own. Well, I think, uh, and may, I don't know if I'm getting ahead of your subject or completely derailing it, but I've found that you could you would be surprised that your kids, even at five years old, you can teach them why they're making the food choices that they're making um, or that you're making for them. Uh, for instance, like, I don't let my kids have soda except as a treat. Right. right? But when I do get soda... I get the sugar-free stuff, you know, because I don't want it to have corn syrup and I make sure it's caffeine-free. 
And so there will be a lot of times when my kids are with me in the store and I'm like, okay, we can have soda as a treat and I'm going to get each of them a bottle, you know, to go drink with a movie or something like that. And they'll go, oh, I want this one because it looks neat and the label's all colorful, you know. Right. And I say, uh, you can't have that one. That one's not sugar-free and caffeine-free. Right. And then I found them, like, if I have a tab in the house, you know, my son will be like, can I have that? And my daughter will run from the other side of the room and go, no, it's not caffeine-free. And she's five years old. <laughs> That's you know? nice. But, so you can I just actually, throw them across the table. <laughs> the point of my story is you don't just go, no, you can't have that chocolate cake, but you could tell them why they can't have the chocolate cake. Oh, definitely. You know? there, there's that education that goes along with it. And I think just, just educating the child to you know how these foods are, are affecting them, it goes a really long way because they can understand. I think the other point to that story is that you know Jordan is a very thrifty shopper. Man, choco button tab <laughs> <laughs> tab is not the cheapest option, but it has the bonus of nostalgia. One of one of the things where it's backfired on me though, like the education thing. Um, I guess are, are we allowed to say the names of like restaurants and shit? Are we going to get sued? I don't see why we would. If you really went <laughs> what to if that it's place, in a negative way? <laughs> anyway. So, have you heard of a site called Yelp? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, a couple of years ago, uh, you know, my daughter she would she would kind of say like, "Daddy," and I I would pick her up from school or whatever on our weekend, and uh, you know she would be, "Ah, oh, I'm hungry. Can we go to McDonald's? Can we go to McDonald's?" So, I finally told her one day, "Like, Madeline, look, you know." This is what happens if you go to McDonald's too often, you know, and we were out at some store or whatever, and unfortunately, I I just happened to see a very large couple in front of us, and I always said, you see how big those people are? That's what happens when you eat McDonald's all the time. I was like, you get you get big and fat like that. you got to shop in the Husky section. <laughs> <laughs> and so now to, to sound like a hypocrite, we were out probably a week or so later, and, and it was one of my air quote cheat days. We went to Taco Bell. <laughs> and anyway, while we were at Taco Bell... Well, if you get off the fresco menu. One of, one of the employees there was... Um, man, I felt bad for this kid. He was in back, and he did not look like he was the sharpest pencil in the box. And he was getting just, you know, fucking reamed by the manager. Obviously, he fucked a bunch of stuff up. He probably wasn't the brightest guy. And there I am, not the best at educating my kids the right way. And... I tell my daughter, I'm like, you see, I said, that's what happens. If you don't pay attention in school and learn, you're going to wind up, you know, like this guy. And, you know, please tell me you threw her over the Taco Bell table. <laughs> <laughs> She's no, like, wait. where's my soda? About, about a week later, I'm, uh, I'm out at a wrestling match or something. And I, I get a call from her mom and I'm like, oh, this is weird. You know, this random call on the weekend. I don't know what's going on. And I answer the phone and she's like, yeah, she goes, Hey, uh, she goes, were you, were you trying to teach Madeline about, about like bad foods and stuff, you know, recently? And I was like, well, kind of why? And she goes, well, uh, you know, her, her sister Bella was, uh, she was wanting to go to McDonald's and Madeline told her that if you go to McDonald's, you're going to get big and fat and stupid and have to work at Taco Bell. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, that's, that's not the lesson I was trying to teach. And, you know, whenever I, I talk about like the, the families on here, the the people that make the wrong food choices. That's not to that's not to hate on anybody or say that they're bad or, or that I don't like them for the way that they are. In fact, a lot of this I'm trying to say is that you know I understand it. It comes from 
you know, a lack of knowledge and how these foods affect you. It comes in a lack of knowledge on how this food is, you know, affecting your child, how it's affecting their upbringing, how there's all these different diseases they could get as they grow up, how their health care cost is going to be so much higher if you would just understand that stuff. So we're going to go ahead and wrap this show up today, but I would just like to end by saying to all the parents out there that are listening to the show Get it in gear. Don't be lazy. If you've got those bad habits yourself, yourself, start working on that stuff now, but don't pass that stuff on to your kids. Don't be getting your kids fast food every day. Don't be giving them Pop-Tarts and, and sugary sodas every day. Start to put a limit on the amount of caffeinated beverages that they're having because you're going to help them out so much as they get older. So wrapping up the How Should I Bro podcast today, I'm Sam Richardson. All right. So, Sam, do you have time, though, before we sign off for a couple questions from the Internet, or at least one question from the Internet? Yeah, let's go ahead and address the question. Okay. So, Sam asked me if I would read out these email questions because he didn't want to read a question himself and then answer it himself (laughs) because that sounds odd uh, in a QA and a setting. So... Um, the sender of this email asked to be kept anonymous um, for various reasons, one of which being she doesn't want her email address given out over the podcast. Uh, but she says, I am a sixth grade English teacher. Last week, my students said exercise could do wonders for my FUPA. She then goes on to explain she's not sure about the spelling, but she spelled it F-O-O-P-A. Uh, she After that disclaimer, she says, I didn't want to lose face in front of my students, but I have to admit, I don't know what a FUPA is. Please help. And then smiley face, you know, the colon with the parentheses. All right. So have you ever heard of mom pants? Or mom jeans? Because it's an email. (laughs) No, I'm asking you guys. Have I asked you guys, have you ever heard of like mom jeans or mom pants? No. There's a Saturday Night Live sketch dedicated to it where... You know, all the all the women are on there sporting the newest the newest fashions in the uh, mom pants. It's like these jeans that come all the way up to like the belly button to cover the fupa. What? Now she doesn't I'm, know what a fupa is. So well, she's I'm, I'm going to explain. Okay. I'm going to explain. That's what mom pants are for to cover that area. Is because you know after you've had kids, women that lower abdominal area tends to. Uh, Tends to stick out and stay a little flabby, even if they even if they've lost all their their baby weight. And the more kids they have, the more that area tends to grow. So, if I'm correct, I believe that a fupa actually stands for a fat upper pussy area. <laughs> and let me tell you, mom, something. It's not easy, but you can get rid of your fupa, or at least you can get it down as small as possible by watching what you eat. Burning some calories off with some exercise and listening to the How Should I Bro podcast. So, you can also lose some calories by backhanding some of your students. (laughs) Hopefully, uh, she's listening to the show and that answers her question. I hope so. Well, that's going to wrap it up for today. Make sure that you guys follow us on Twitter at How Should I Bro. I think you did that part already, didn't you? No, we haven't done that. Oh, okay. You can follow me. My Twitter handle is at Sam underscore the underscore trainer. And you can you can uh, like us on uh, Facebook, on our Facebook page, How Should I Bro? You got anything to add, Tim? Uh, I guess you can follow me on Twitter if you really want to. It's at Tim Hates You. And our guest today, Jordan Taylor, who is one hell of a writer. You can follow him at... 
I don't use Twitter. <laughs> I've said before I'm ill Twitter it. No, it's uh, at Jordan Taylor eighty two. And I just wanted to throw in two cents. Um, it's not only a girl problem because you can easily change in penis for pussy uh, <laughs> on Fupa. So guys, don't think you're exempt. Exactly. All right, we are done for today. We will catch you guys on the next download. What do you think is the more uh, controversial part of this episode? The potential fat shaming we did or the Bill Cosby jokes? Everything. (laughs)